0: Good evening, everyone. (laughs) It's really good to see you here tonight, and thanks very much for for making the effort to come along, and and thanks to Paul and Andrew for leading the worship there so well, and uh, Eve up there in the cockpit just uh, doing all the words. So thank you for your your help, everyone, tonight, and uh, it's really good to see you, I think with Maybe some of the romantic folk on uh, Valentine's Day and maybe some thinking it was just a leaflet drop tonight. Numbers are down a little bit. But look, it's great to have you here and we really do appreciate you coming out. And basically what we're going to do tonight is a little bit different in that over the next few minutes, just want to share with you a bit about what Wednesday nights are going to look like over the next few months in terms of midweek and Alpha. Just for clarity, Uh, to make sure that we all know exactly where we're at and to bring the encouragement for us all to to be attending and supporting the, the particular events that we're going to be part of. And then I'm going to just think a little bit strategically, bring a bit of strategy into tonight and think strategically about why we're doing certain things and where all of this could actually lead to before turning to God's Word and sharing a few thoughts about prayer and then, following that, those of us who are going around the doors will do so. And, and some will be staying, even if there's two or three. Look, that's brilliant. And uh, we'll be meeting in, the, in the, the cafe area there for some prayer and to pray for us as we go around the doors and also some of the other church matters that are, are on at the moment. So, hopefully, you find this, this interesting. But first of all, let's start to work through together so we're all clear about it what's going to be happening over the next number of weeks on Wednesday nights. Midweek is going to continue every Wednesday evening, and this is really important for us to get this one. And we'll obviously share this uh, with the church on on Sunday morning. I think probably most, if not all of you, got a leaflet on on the way in uh, to advertise that. It's going to continue on on Wednesday nights for everyone who's not signed up to do Alpha and Phil Hills has organized a tremendous program each week that's going to see senior pastors from the ELIM movement come and share their knowledge from their God journey and what they have learned and key important points that they have learned on that journey. And this is something that we want to encourage everyone who's not involved in Alpha to attend, irrespective of age, for everyone to come along. And because you are our key people who are here most weeks, week in, week out, to encourage others to come along too. We really want to start to to, to see momentum building. Momentum's building in so many different parts of the church, and we want to see Wednesday nights starting to to build momentum again, particularly as we we have one eye focused on, 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 on Malcolm and Debbie coming to be with us, and it would be great to just hit that new season for the church running with great momentum here on Wednesday nights and that's what this program is designed to do and there is just an incredible amount of encouragement here for you irrespective of where you are in your God journey there's going to be tremendous encouragement for you all. Do you know I want to say to the young people one of the the biggest blessings in this church is the way in which you guys are so supportive and coming out on Wednesday nights to the prayer meetings. It is magnificent. You're, you're, you're the best young people in the world. Isn't that right, I'll, I'll, I'll give a round of applause there. Brilliant. <laughs> you are, and it's brilliant. But we really want to encourage you, if your name's not down for Alpha, to come out to these Wednesday evenings. And here's why. Because one of the important things that, well, it's, it's a cry that I've heard so many times as I've gone around different churches and met young people, people your age. One of the big cries is about where are the spiritual fathers and where are the spiritual mothers? Those who have been there, who have done it, who are doing the Christian life, who can pour into your lives. And I mentioned this a few times to you. There are people here tonight and there are people here every Sunday who are an invaluable resource to all of you, who have just so much that they can pour into your lives. I go to the Evergreens meetings. I've told you, I've, I've, I've admitted to it, and I, I love, it's what? I know Alan's there. We're, we're and all, We're all there and we love it. But I tell you, one of the things that, I know as a session and the leadership here in the church would love to do when Malcolm gets here is see that age group, the evergreen age group, is to look at how we can release that age group in the ministry. Because people can get to a certain age where maybe they feel they don't have value or they don't feel they have a place or, or a ministry in the church, and it's so wrong because they have come right through with all that life experience It's just waiting to be poured into hungry, thirsty hearts. And that's something that we're going to continue to, to encourage and to work at. This. We make the most of the people who are here in terms of getting alongside them, breaking out of our our, 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 our friendship groups to, to really glean from the wisdom that we can. But this is a, another remarkable opportunity here where men of God who have been mightily used by the Lord are coming here to share. Um, where's one of the leaflets? I'll get the question actually right. It's uh, to share with us basically, if I could teach you just one thing, I find that a very exciting um, heading. Really exciting because you, you, you could write a book about some of the things that you, you're you going to hear over these weeks. If I could teach you one thing. So please, we're encouraging you all not just to come out to the Wednesday evenings if your name isn't, if you're not bringing someone to Alpha, but to actually get alongside the other young adults, get alongside the other young people and let's just see 12 outstanding evenings with a great turnout again, as you've always been so faithful and coming out to them. You will love it. So that's an encouragement for you. But there's an encouragement for everybody, all age groups, to be looking at who we can invite. You know, we're talking about, I'll mention it in a minute, just about the Alpha, and maybe some of the strategies that maybe we could use going forward of everybody trying to reach one person for Jesus. That, that, that's a great challenge for us all. If we're going to get into the way of inviting non-Christians or uh, people outside of the church, I think maybe a way to get into that is to invite people who sit around us in the church to come along on Wednesday evenings. You know there's going to be a big push in the Evergreens tomorrow because we want all age groups represented. So let's, if we're not involved in Alpha, make a big effort to come out because we need to make sure that we don't give up the habit of meeting together. That's scriptural. And we need to make sure that we don't give up the habit of meeting together to pray because it's massively important for us to be a praying church because a praying church is a powerful church. A praying church is a church that will see the hand of God at work. I've maybe told you this before, but Um, the the pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle Church in in America or in in, in New York uh, says that the reason he has 5,000 people there on a Sunday morning in church is because he has 5,000 out on a Sunday or on a Wednesday night praying there's power in prayer and we're going to think about that in just a few minutes so it's hugely important that we prioritize these Wednesday nights and we know already from from Malcolm and, and what he's saying he very much wants to prioritize Wednesday nights and do great Bible studies and and, and times when we can worship and pray together as a fellowship. And in in many respects, what we hope is that when we pray together on Wednesday nights, that this is a, a, a spur on or a catalyst for us to really pray more in our ongoing lives uh, so that we can live lives worthy. Isn't that the, the, the caption of the phrase that used to be above the, the door going out? Live a life worthy. That's what it's all about. So if we can come here on a Wednesday night and be encouraged to go and pray more in our, in our quiet place or in our work or pray without ceasing as we go about our daily lives, that's brilliant. We come here on a Sunday. We come here on a Sunday as well and, and the whole purpose of that is to worship God corporately together but to be encouraged, be equipped, to be inspired and to be sent out into our world to live a life worthy and part of living that life worthy is living a life of prayer where we're deeply dependent on the Lord. So we're really excited. We're going to get, I'm going to be an alpha, but we're going to get those 12 talks recorded just like we do with normal services. I can't wait to listen to them. I'm really buzzing about what these men are going to come and share. And we hope you are too, but that you'll join with us as a team. Let's get more people out, and let's see the momentum. Build, build, build on, on Wednesday nights. So that's, the midweek meetings will continue. More than likely, probably in the, in the, the pink room, Campbell, yeah? We'll, we'll, we'll be meeting down there in the pink room. Alpha coming on on down. Alpha Alpha will start at 7 o'clock, but those midweek meetings will probably start at the same time. Is there time? 7.45 midweek meetings will start at the same time. But then there's Alpha, and I hope as we share about Alpha tonight that that actually gives you even more encouragement to want to come out to the midweek meetings if you're not involved in it, because it needs to be fueled with prayer. It needs to have the backing of prayer, and we know that that's part of the the heart of these Wednesday evening midweek meetings is that whilst the discussion groups are going on in, in, in the hall downstairs that there's intercession taking place and people are standing in the gap for it. And I hope when I share this that it's going to encourage more of you to come out and to pray because at the minute there is potentially one of the biggest harvests this church could have seen in years if not ever coming to this Alpha Course at one particular time. We're about to start what is going to be an outstanding journey. It's going to be an outstanding journey that could see a significant impact upon this church, but also see one that makes a a kingdom impact, because we're kingdom people. There might be people come here, please God, to get saved, and, and maybe they're connected to another church, and that's absolutely grand. But there are a lot of people coming here who are not connected to any church, and we could start to see a lot of a lot more seats filled in this place if there's a significant move of God. So we need to be praying. And the thought of you praying for us as we're in the Alpha course is just awesome. Currently, we have 72 people registered for Alpha. And of that number, probably the more important part of that number is that 36 people coming are not yet Christians. Now that for me is is incredibly Significant. In all my years of Crying Jesus, we we, were doing alpha courses and this type of thing. We we, we did scores of them, and we've never seen that level of response from one church. Uh, There was was one time up in Balamoni we were working with four churches, and there were 120 people came and there were 40 non-Christians. But I really think that after tonight and Sunday, we'll see that number of non-Christians attending go north. of of 40, which makes it a a hugely significant uh, harvest. I'm I'm actually friends, and it's not me name dropping around, I'm friends with a guy who's the the director of Alpha in in the nation, uh, Johnny Campbell, and Johnny is blown away by the response that we've seen here. He said that this is potentially going to be one of, if not the biggest Alpha course running in the country in terms of the amount of non-Christians who are coming to it. And it could go even even further than 40 and start to creep up towards 50, which is just hugely exciting and why we need to be praying. Now, to maximize, and we wanna say this on Sunday, to maximize the impact of Alpha, Uh, speaking to the folks who are involved with catering, the number in terms of maybe a maximum number uh, that is in their heads is around 100. So there still is room in the Alpha for people, but to maximize it, what we're saying is, unless you have somebody to bring, a non-Christian, go to the midweek meetings, leave as many seats as we can free for non-Christians to come and let's see the, the impact of this be absolutely tremendous and absolutely significant. So that's what we would just like to say. And we'll mention that again on Sunday just to absolutely maximize the impact of it. But I want to just share a little bit of, of strategy. Does anybody like strategy? Eve likes strategy. Thank you Eve. <laughs> I like strategy. It's it's a wee bit the way my, my head's wired and, and joining up the dots and, and different things and how it works together. And just want to share just a few just thoughts that have been in, in my head about Alpha, but also how we can develop things going forward. Because I don't think there's anything in, in the minds of the leaders. Obviously we don't want to preempt what way the heart and the vision, exciting vision that Malcolm's going to bring to the church and where that's going to go. But there's none of us are seeing this alpha as an end in itself or something that's just going to be a tick-a-box exercise and that's it. This could potentially be something that is a catalyst that pulls the whole outreach of this church together with a, with a common focus and a common goal that helps us move forward. And, you know, I, I often talk about uh, the, the, the big picture of what we're doing, and, the, and there's loads going on in this, church, loads of great stuff that's going on in this church. But what we need to work towards, and I know this is the heart of the leadership, is how everything can work together, that, that everything's pulling together in the same way, with the same heart, with the same focus, and Alpha certainly is a catalyst to be able to do that. I often talk about you we know, build momentum, the, the, the domino effect, and, and, and you know if that domino represents an event. If that, there's one domino and we will have a great night, bang, okay, that, that's it. You know, it was it was good, but it, the impact of it will not last. What we need to do is to have bang. What's the next domino? If we're doing something, it's not an isolation; it's part of a bigger picture, and it's it's all the dominoes that keep adding, keep knocking into each other, keep building momentum, and keep heading in the one direction. It's a little bit like I, I, I would love to mention to the session maybe around May time. Uh, starting to release a team at that stage to think about Christmas (laughs) to think about Christmas and putting together what the Christmas program can look like so this year as we do if we we go for the culture night that we don't see it as a domino It's actually part of something. Well, what's the next domino? What's it going to lead into? What can we do to to maximize the impact of it so that it's not maybe a one-off night just in itself? We met recently with some of the guys about the summer program because we want to get the uh, ideas and the team started to pull together the the summer program in the church. And part of the strategic thinking there again, dominoes, 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 is how can we make the most of that? So we just suggested that rather than Say it's called, what was last year's theme? Space Invaders or something? Sorry? Star Voyager. Instead of the kids coming to Star Voyager, the kids come to Arrow's. Arrows is the main brand. Okay, there's a theme, like Star Voyager. But the kids come to Arrows. They tell their parents they're coming to Arrows. That's what they love. That's the heart. That's the passion that they get over the week. They love Arrows. They they can't wait when they're going to bed at night for Arrows the next day and the excitement and the buzz of that. And then two Saturdays after, Arrows... Uh, there's another Arrows run for the kids maybe a barbecue for the parents one day just to get them coming back and then when they hear I would be shocked if this doesn't work when they hear that Arrows is starting in here on a Sunday morning in September if there's not a huge amount of those kids wanting, uh, um, pestering their parents wanting to come to Arrows because that's the connection they have it's just joined up thinking isn't it and um, and as well, that we, we look at the program and, and we're thinking, you know, how can we, 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 we make things flow? There's, we even talked about maybe puppet training. We, could we get puppet teams trained up in the church? you know, And Because you know, if, there's, if there's a Bert and Lucy puppet on in the summer team, you're know, doing that, and they're going to be there on a Sunday morning, you can be sure the kids will be champing at the bit to come to see Bert and Lucy or whoever they are, whatever they're called, that there's just joined up. Thinking So it's all the domino effect. And Alpha has the potential to create momentum within the church. Here's how. If 40 people come in here and they are powerfully touched by God and saved, and that's what we need to pray for, powerfully touched by God and saved, um, they will become the biggest advocates for the next Alpha course that we do or whatever course we run in the future for people. They become the biggest advocates for it in that they open up a whole new sphere of influence that we currently don't have. There are friendship circles that they'll want to invite and it just opens up so much more potential for us. But at the same time, if as a church, we can catch that heart of saying, who can I reach? Who can I reach? We talked about valuing the importance of one on Sunday, didn't we? Who can I reach? Who can I impact? And, and invest time and energy into their lives so that, that I, I'm making an impact there. And, and forgive me for dreaming, but if over 200 people catch a vision like that, and why not? God's able to do that and, and burden our hearts and are investing, prayerfully investing time and energy and relationship into one person. Whoa, the next time we come to do some sort of a, an alpha course, if that's coupled with the people who get saved at this one, and their energy and people inviting others, you can start to see the scale of impact of it. It's staggering if we catch it. Soon we're going to be getting youth leaders together as well in the church at the, and to form a youth forum and the purpose of that, again, is joined up thinking. All different groups, nobody existing in isolation. Nobody over here doing their own thing. Yes, distinctive groups with distinctive programs and that's important to maintain that. But how do we get a cohesive plan? How do we get a cohesive strategy that says we're all pulling in the one direction? What's the one thing that can help us do that? And part of the thing that we would love to encourage the the youth leaders to be looking at is what can we do proactively do to ensure we're doing everything to get our young people in the bb the gb the link everywhere to to 412 okay to 412 who was out at the baptism night when we had the baptisms Most of you were. Well, you will then have heard 14 of the 16 people who stood up there beside Campbell Tweedy and gave their testimonies say, 412 has dramatically impacted my life. So we've all seen the strategic importance of 412. And if things are moving in that direction, there's a greater impact because if 412 get to do regular services here, the young people will bring their parents. And we've seen that. There was a, <laughs> Daniel had a whole row there of his family taken up. And there were other people who, who, who brought people to the different services that they've been involved in. And there's quite a lot of young people who have invited their parents to come to Alpha. That's the culture there is within the youth of the church so the more people we can get in the more people we can get saved through 412 in God's strength then the potential to open that out to impact the parents is significant and Alpha is a key component potentially to again pulling that together another thing uh, the session has just asked Brian Grimshaw to pull a team together to start to research Dundonald and this is really with the focus of, of Malcolm coming in here and, and to help him as he wants to, he'll want to <laughs> have his time here with us running. Um, but to go and research Dundonald who is Dundonald, what is the makeup of this place, who are the different communities, what are the big social problems, what are the political ideologies, who are the business leaders, who are the influencers in the area and and, and to pull together a, a, a really informative piece of paper and piece of work that will help Malcolm as he sits down with session to start to plan an evangelistic strategy for the community. All of what we've mentioned at the minute is in here and our people that we meet. But how can we start to impact in Donald? Because we want to do it and we want to reach Ireland with the gospel as well. But... That will be a tremendous piece of resource for for Malcolm and Session because what we'll be doing is we'll be planning from a place of knowledge. We'll be planning not from guesswork but a place of knowledge. Here's where it is. Here's what's making this community work. Here's what's making it tick. Here's the problems and how can we respond to it because we need to be really hey, if, if we're wanting to do community ministry, that we're prepared to get our hands dirty and we're prepared to really get stuck and see it with a long-term view. There, when I, over in East Belfast, Willowfield Parish is renowned for the community impact that it makes, but they said it was 10 years of doing committed community work before they started to reap the results. Sorry. Wrong, wrong word. Reap the um, harvest from that and see people coming into their services. So, again, it's with a long term view in mind. But again, that's all the stuff that we're doing. And I have lots of different ideas, as I'm sure all the session have. We're just champing it a bit to get to chat with Malcolm there, help him whenever <laughs> we help with him. And he'll have all his ideas as well. And then, how do we do it? But it's important that with all those ideas, we're not aiming at everything, hitting nothing. It's not sporadic, it's focused, it's intentional, and it's all part of the bigger picture. And alpha is very much the potential to pull it all together. So that's just a little bit of the thinking of how the dominoes can line up with all the different areas that we we'll want to get involved in and how alpha is the key thing that can actually hold that all together as a focus. And it could be just huge for us as we go Forward, So just a little bit of insight for you in terms of Wednesday nights, what they look like. Bigger picture stuff maybe is where we could be going to get excited about it and to be praying for it. And also, just on the alpha one, uh, Karen, Louie, and Yvette are coordinating uh, the catering side of things. If you feel that you could become part of that team and help them with that effort, huge uh, please go and speak to them. We'll announce that on Sunday as well. The bigger the team, the better it will be for that. So here we are now at a corporate prayer gathering. I know some of us are going to go and do leaflets, but we can be praying as we go around, because what we want to do now is just share a few simple points that remind us of the fundamental importance of prayer and and the power of prayer, and why what we're doing here makes a, a, a difference. So because here's the bottom line. We're going to have all the vision in the world and, and not achieve anything if God's not in it. All right? And, you, you know, as well, even it's without a vision that people perish. But if God's not in the house, we labor in vain. And that's why we pray. That's why we seek him. Um, the leadership of the church, seek him for his way forward. And it's going to be exciting. Honestly, it, there's just a thrilling journey for us all to go on here together. But here's a few thoughts on prayer before we we, we split up and and go to do the, the various things that are coming next. Firstly, simple thoughts. Prayer is such an important spiritual discipline that every one of us can have full confidence in, full confidence in. Now, there are many mysteries with prayer. There are. There are lots of things that we don't quite get or quite understand, and that's okay, Uh, questions that we can have, but we can have full confidence in this. God hears our prayers. There's absolute confidence we can have in that. God hears our prayers. Jeremiah 29 verse 12 says this, then you will call on me and you will pray to me and I will listen to you. That's God speaking. I will listen to you. And there are, are so many times we can't question or struggle with prayer and think, are our words just, is this meaningless? Am I, am I making any impact here? Or uh, are, are my prayers just hitting the ceiling? And if you feel like that at the minute, hey, you're not on your own. Every single one of us here knows exactly what it's like to feel that way. But I guess this is just reinforcing, it's never a waste of time. To pray. It's never, ever, ever a waste of time. Scripture promises that God hears our prayers. 1 John 5 14 emphasizes this. It says, Now this is the confidence, brilliant. Now this is the confidence we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. He hears us. That's an absolute, resolute promise. In Scripture, that we can have complete confidence in. Prayer is a spiritual discipline we can have confidence in because he hears our prayer. So it's no wonder Romans 12, 12 tells us, be faithful in prayer. Be faithful in prayer. Secondly, prayer has the power to bring us even closer to God. Now, I know many of us already know that. But sometimes it, it's hard for us, isn't it, to put it into practice. That's why we keep emphasizing these truths for all of us. I, I, never, I never preach to you. I'll always include myself in the preaching because I never want anyone to think that, that I'm beyond the message or I've got it. Absolutely not. This is all stuff I'm working through. And normally the stuff you hear the preacher talking about, that's what's on his heart because that's what he's trying to, to work through in his, in his own life. It's all about we and, and, and what we need to do and, and we, we want to get better at this prayer because we want to get closer to him. We hear this, Deuteronomy 4 verse 7 says what other nation is so great so great to have their gods, of small g, near to them the way the Lord is near to us when we pray to him. All right, all well, other nation is so great to have their gods near them The way our God is near us When we pray to him Now of course God is always with us He is everywhere But there is a truth in scripture That lets us see that there is a special dynamic There is a special intimacy That comes in our walk with, And relationship with God Through prayer Psalm 14518 says The Lord is near to all who call on him Near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. So, hey, it's very clear, 1 Corinthians, 6, or Chronicles 16 11, why it commands us to seek his face always. Seek his face always, because prayer has the power to bring us even closer to God than what we are right now, if we put it into into practice. Sometimes people think, you know, to talk about quiet times. You know, Sometimes people talk about legalism and but legalistic to do that. Do you know what? If it's legalistic to, if, if, I, I thank God for people who who were legalistic enough to teach me about the importance of quiet times and daily times of prayer and Bible study with God. I don't do it all the time or as much as I should. But there's something really special about spending and setting that time aside with God. Seek his face always. I want to develop with God. Bishop William Carey, I'm sure you've all heard of him. He said, secret, fervent, believing prayers lie at the root of all personal godliness. That is absolutely true. And then finally, before we, we close, prayer has the power to make a difference. It has the power to make a difference, not just because of the words we use, but because of who we pray to. Our God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine. I don't know. I'm sure you're the same as me. I'm just praying in my heart, God, help me to actually appreciate what that's saying. I would love to have more faith to really understand what that is saying, and to live in the reality of that truth, that God is able to do immeasurably more, immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine. It is incredible. Prayer has the power to make a difference. James 5:16 says this: "The prayers of a righteous person are both powerful. And effective, powerful and effective. You might feel very righteous, but because of Christ, you, that's exactly what you and I are. We are righteous in His sight. It says the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. So you can see why First Thessalonians five seventeen says, "Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. It makes a difference." And the devil hates it. He will do everything he can to distract us, to focus us even on on the busyness of our work and the busyness of our lives, everything, the problems that we can face to keep us away from prayer. John Bunyan said prayer is a shield of the soul. It's sacrifice to God and it's a scourge to the devil. It's a scourge to the devil. How awesome would it be that through Alpha, through the vision that we developed for Dundonald, through the vision that we developed for Ireland and this church, how awesome would it be Because through our prayers and the effort of God's people that we could see the spiritual blindness that the devil has brought to people be lifted and taken away that many, that revival comes, The revival comes to the nation. Young E. Cho, Brilliant book, Prayer is the Key to Revival. It's the key to revival. So, we have a brilliant number of months coming up here in church. Twelve inspiring midweek meetings that we're hoping you'll all go to and bring people along. And an alpha course that can make a huge difference, but let's keep prayer bang smack at the heart of it. And as we break tonight to pray, and even pray as we go to deliver leaflets around the community, let's remember. This is something we can have full confidence in because every prayer that's offered audibly or in our heart, God hears it. God hears it. He is, it has the power to bring us closer to him tonight. Oh, for a closer walk with thee. You want that one? Do you want that one? I desperately do. Prayer is the catalyst that can bring us closer to the Lord tonight than what we are and we go as well knowing it has the power to make a difference. So that's why Colossians four twelve says, devote yourselves to prayer, being both watchful and thankful. Let's all pray together. Father, just thank you so much for the the, the privilege of, of being here tonight. Thank you for everybody who has come out to, to gather, to worship you, to fellowship with each other, and now to go and do, give out leaflets and, and, and also pray. Lord, we just ask that you will help us to be a people who, who value prayer and, and, and value our relationship with you so much that we prioritize it in our lives, that we absolutely prioritize it in our lives And Lord, we desperately want a closer walk with you. So we just ask that tonight as we meet in a cafe to pray or pray as we go around the doors, Lord, that we will know your presence in a very real way. Doesn't matter about numbers. It matters about you and the fact that you want to meet with us. And you've said, draw near to me and I will. Draw near to you. So help us to do that tonight, to take the first step in prayer. Lord, we just thank you as well for all that's going to be coming up over this next few few months here on Wednesday nights. Lord, we pray that we'll see great momentum pick up on Wednesday evenings with just the interest in these wonderful Bible studies, that they will be inspirational, that they will fire our hearts to want to know you more and give us guidance as we seek to live out the Christian lives. And for Alpha, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name, That we'll see a harvest for your glory. That we'll see precious lives won for you. Families united in you. Think of the young ones here who've invited parents to come along. Who've said they're going to come. Lord, unite those families in you. Also want to pray, Lord, for those here tonight who have maybe invited people. And they've said no. Lord, that you'd encourage them. Thank you for their courage and their boldness to step out for you. Help them just to keep loving those people. Doing life with them and praying. And Lord, you, at your right time, you'll bring them in. So Father, we just pray you'll just be with us now the rest of this night. In Jesus' name, amen.